All right, y'all, we back, Con After Dark. Me and my man, Brother Hashim, we still going on this IG pop-up live, and we are discussing the five love languages right now. So go ahead, Brother Hashim, and continue your point. Absolutely. Correct. But remember what you said. It was smooth because she was secure. The plane be smooth when you're in the air. Oh, but when you hear the air pocket, you wake up. You say, oh, seatbelt got to go back on. I don't know what's going to happen from this. So let me let me let me try to prepare. But. When the plane, when the plane hit turbulence in the air, I'm talking about them serious, them kind of air pockets that make you start calling on God and your life flash in front of your eyes. Do you think them people is lovey-dovey in them air pockets? They hugging each other? They, come on now, I ain't talking about the movie version. That, that, yeah, you talking about a a, air, a movie airplane crash? I'm talking about real life. that you know marriage is a contract That's right. it's a it's an agreement between two parties so when you go to the altar not to cut you off but when you go to the altar you have vows that you take do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife to, to have and to hold to love to honor to cherish so long as you both shall live, I do. See, just because you said I do for for better or for worse, in, in look in sickness and in health. But guess what? So when you say I do, you are signing the document that you agree to the terms and conditions of that contract. Marriage is a business agreement. When somebody breaches the contract, they say until death do us part. See, death don't mean that you physically die. Death could mean the death of the relationship. Oh, yeah. So if the relationship is dead, we have to part. Otherwise, I'm going to kill you and me. 
So it's better. Let me go and check out now. So you take the person to court and you sue them. When Whoever files for the divorce is actually suing the other side. Yeah, I'm filing for divorce because you didn't keep your end of the bargain. So by law and by right, I have the right to leave and find me a new manager because that's what husband means, manager. Wife means help meet. She's to help you meet your obligation to God and to your family. Now, if there's a breach on either side, the relationship not going to be smooth, even though I said I love you. But if you breach the contract, you start to erode trust in the relationship. Every time you don't keep your word, you put a chink in my armor. Every time you lie, my armor gets dented. And until I get so many dents, I got to say, you know what? If I keep driving down this road, man, I'm going to tear the whole car. So I need to cut my losses now. This is why it doesn't last because we don't keep our word. And we are taught in the nation, when we first come in, we have to sign something called a make your word bond pledge card. Let's look at it. When you hear the minister speak, they say, how many of you believe that what you heard is the truth and good five people? May I see your hands? Now you raise your hand. They tell you, they ask you four questions. They tell you to, to repeat after me. I pledge to strive to love my brothers and sisters as I love myself. You got a sign right there. You got to put your name. I, Brother Damon, pledge to strive to love my brothers and sisters. Look at this. As I love myself. So that's the condition. But where's the first love at? The first love ain't between you and her. The first love is between you and Allah. It's true. That's true. So we can't, we can't, we can't take Allah out of the equation because there's nothing without Allah. Yeah, man, that's the Right. They didn't throw that man under the bus and get rid of him. They nursed him back to health. They nursed him. Now, when somebody gets injured on the football team, everybody come out there to help. But you know why? Because it's a team sport. And if you don't have the team spirit, what do they do to that player? If you ain't sticking by the team rules, Let's say the team's sticking together, but the coach ain't coaching right. The coach got to go. Whoever ain't doing their job in any of those sports organizations, boy, they're getting fired as soon as them playoffs over with. So my point is, that, that's right. So now, this Prescott ain't doing his job. His leg broke. But is he not doing his job because he can't do his job? Or is he not doing his job because of circumstances beyond his control? Let's look at it. Give me an example of a circumstance beyond your control. 
okay, is his mind broke. But can he can he help to coach a quarterback with his knowledge, even though his leg is broke? Do they still make Des Prescott? Des Prescott? Do they make him? I mean, Dak. I don't know his name. I know Prescott is the last name. Do they still have him sitting on the sideline with his broke leg? No, not in a not in a suit because he's not well enough to be on the sideline. But how many players you done seen injured in a basketball game that can't play? Doctors' orders say they can't report back to work. You see them right on the sideline with a suit on. In support. Who nursed them, though? Watch this. Who nursed them? Was it the team that nursed them? Or was it people who knew specifically how to nurse them? But what but what motivated the team support? What motivated the moral support? It was for some is money. For some it's the brotherhood and the camaraderie. For others, it's the sense of a family unit because they done struggled together. They done they done won games together. They lost together. They went through it all together. So our struggle produces brotherhood it produces sisterhood but if we not struggling together if if you struggling hard to wake the people up and she's struggling just to put a headpiece on that's two different levels of struggle so your struggle the struggle has to be you have to be a good match and just because you said I do don't mean you was a good match. LeBron wasn't no good match for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He didn't have what? The right. LeBron didn't have the right people around him. So guess what? You got to go, man. That man went to right to L.A. and got a ring. because it ain't just about what you said at the altar. It's about what you do. If I'm with you in a relationship and what you did to get her ain't what you doing to keep her. See, when you met her, you weighed 200 pounds. Six months went by, now you're 290. Come on now, I ain't signed up for you to be 290. When I signed up, you was 200 solid. Now, you done gained an extra 90 on me. You done changed the blueprint. Well, that's why before you pick a partner, oh, you got to interview them. You get, See, that? that's why courting is so important. That's why, see, when a job hire you, they don't just hire you on contact. You might look good, but they're going to say, uh, you need to, I need you to fill this application out. What they want to know on the application. Let's look at it. 
real name, <laughs> real address, work history, uh, references, experience, right? Uh, are you a felon? Uh, uh, what happened to your last job? Can I call your boss? Where's the address of where you worked at? No, no, no. Listen to what I'm saying. This is before a job hires you, right? Then they look at your application. They, they say, okay, your application look good. Let me call you in for an interview. Oh, see, now you passed the application. Now I got to test you. Now I'm going to test you. So uh, why should we hire you? Mm. What would you do in this type of situation? Suppose you see somebody stealing out of the cash register. What do you do? See, they, they drilling you. Then you get past the first interview. Some jobs you got to do a second interview. All right. Now it's going to get a little more specific. What do you bring to this company? How can you help us to go to the next level? We can pay you, but what you going to do for us? Oh, no, you got to tell us all that up front. Okay. You make it through the second interview. They say, congratulate. They get up and stand up and shake your hand. You got the job. But guess what? You ain't just got the job. You on probation. Ooh, 90-day probation. It's a probationary period before all the benefits kick in. So we could let you go on day 89. See, but in our relationships, we don't vet the person. We don't do an application. We don't do interviews. We just see you at the club, buy you some Ciroc to drink, take you to Motel 6 or the Holiday Express. We smash that night. You pregnant. What am I going to do? You don't know nothing about the person. You don't know no life skills they got. You have entered into an agreement and you have not checked out the application. So if you do all of that, if you if that's why we have a courtship manual now where the per, you got to ask all. Have you ever had any STDs? Oh, how many baby mamas you got? You ever been locked up before? Well, what was it for? You ever hit a woman? You ever smacked a nigga? What's your credit look like? Oh, do you have baby mama drama? Are you a mama's boy? We ain't asking all the hard questions in the beginning. We wait till we get tangled up in an entanglement. We had a nice suit on, a nice wedding dress, and you done entered into an agreement with hell. In the name of I loved her. No, you didn't. You wanted to smash because she looked good with them jeans on that was wrapped around her butt. Yeah, them jeans look good on the butt, but wasn't nothing on her head. Or she looked at you. Ooh, look at them muscles. He be working out in the gym, but them muscles ain't finna pay the rent. Them muscles ain't gonna pay that water bill. Now the stress comes because you, sister, have been made insecure by a man that you did not investigate. So is it really the other person's fault? I don't know how this turned into a whole relationship conversation, but.
married by him, married with him. I'm still saying love conquers all. I'm still saying that even in all of that, like in mathematics, you multiply two negatives, it'll turn out to be a positive. So I'm saying that both parties is willing. Keyword, willing. It has to be will there. You are, but but see you 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 doing a lot of conditionals see first they have to have the will if both sides don't have the will it's not gonna work you ever seen somebody on their deathbed or they was they was in the hospital and they gave up the will to live when they did you can want them to live but if the will inside of them is to no longer live, they just get sick and die. But you could have a person on the flip side who is sick, but they have the will to fight. So the enemy broke our willpower. And once the will is broken, you break the will, you done already killed the man. But we can't get to the healing until we acknowledge where it went wrong, why it went wrong. If and will, they say if if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. These are all conditions. These are because if we both got the will, we both have the love, then that relationship can survive. But it has to be both. It can't be me and not her. Yeah, it is 100 100. Because if I give it my all and you give 50%, then you 50% short. Is it true that somebody can love somebody who don't love them properly into loving them properly? Yeah, but that will, on the part, it's usually in all relationships, is one that loved the other one more. That's a skill set, though. So you come to a relationship with no skills. You, you've been abused your whole life. How you going to love somebody? You don't even love yourself. So Ayala Van Zandt asked that question to a live audience. She said, how many of y'all just really don't like uh, to be by yourself? Put your, put your hands up. If you, don't, if you can't stand being alone, it's okay to just tell the truth. You hate to be alone. Raise your hand. People in the audience, you know, they kept it 1,000. Yeah, I'm one of them people. I, I really don't like being by myself. She asked a question. She said, now, if you don't like being with you, how you think somebody else supposed to? 
You don't even love yourself. I use this example when I'm coaching people sometimes. I say, think about all the stuff you did to somebody or for somebody because you loved them. You spent money that you didn't have. You moved into a house you didn't really want to be in. You settled on going to a movie you didn't want to go see. You sacrificed yourself in the name of love. You go to a job you don't want to be at. You work eight to 12 hours a day and you know you hate it. But you find a bigger reason to clock into that job every day. But yet, when it's time for you to test God and test yourself, you are not willing to give yourself the same level of work ethic. Why? Because you don't love yourself. That's why. Mm-hmm. I watched Dean Martin's documentary. And he said he went into acting. And in acting, it required him to do a lot of training and practice and going to school. But he had a family and he couldn't provide for them. So his wife held it down while he went to school. And he promised her that he would never leave her. Mm-hmm. And if she was supporting he would take care of her forever. Dean Martin, you know, he'd be blew up, got rich, got successful. And he said one thing that he always did is made it home for dinner, even if it was on the phone. So that kind of relationship, why did that relationship work? Because they honored their word. We are taught, have you not learned that your word shall be bond and bond is life? Regardless to whom or what, see, in that situation, Dean Martin and his wife, they kept their word. When you violate your word, you erode the trust. So there has to be action to go with the word. Even the Bible said in the beginning was the word. See, in the beginning, you said, I do. In the beginning, you said, baby, I love. In the beginning of the relationship is the word. But then something happens. See, the word becomes flesh. And then what? It dwells among men. So God has to come through you to fulfill your word. And if God don't do that, no matter how much they loved you, if they don't see God in you, they ain't staying. Well, right now you can't see them, but you can listen to them. I got a camera right here that I'm working. I just bought the camera yesterday. But you can listen to these if you just go. I got it in the uh, pen. Anchor.fm slash Young Kind of Don. The name of the podcast, you can type, somebody can type this in for me. It's hashtag Kind After Dark. Hashtag Kind After Dark. If you just try to put in con after dark, it ain't going to come up. If you just put in uh, uh, young kind of Don, it ain't going to come up. You got to put hashtag uh, con after dark is the name of the podcast. 
when you go to anchor.fm forward slash young kind of Don, it should come up. But if you, there it is. So you can go to it now. If you go, if you look on the laptop or whatever, you're going to see episodes already loaded. No, not these four that I just did tonight, but they, they are titled, the ones that I've already uploaded. So each one depends. Sam John says it's a website. So Sam John, you should be able to look in a search engine somewhere on Anchor. And it'll say, which way do you want to listen to this podcast? And you're going to have different platforms to pick it under. You can say, I'm going to listen to it's available on these six. OK, I'm going to listen to it through uh, uh, Apple or I'm going to listen to it through the Anchor app. See, she just said you search your favorite podcast platforms, such as your iTunes or Apple or, you know, Google. There you go. She know it. So if you go to Spotify and type in hashtag con after dark, it's going to come up. If you go to Apple Podcasts and type in hashtag con after dark, it's going to come up. If you go to Google Podcasts and type in hashtag con after dark, you're going to get these episodes. I already know my. Mine is off the chain because I'm keeping real conversation in real time. Look, y'all should take the test together. I mean, you know, when I say together, I mean, y'all going to individually take the test. Go to love, just type in love language test free or you know something like that love language test and it's gonna come up online you're gonna fill it out boom 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 it's gonna give you an analysis when you get done and you hold on to that screenshot it if you do it on your phone because that's gonna tell you about you then she gonna take it then your number one what's number one to you might be number three to her and what's number one to her might be number five to you so when you communicate, if your five is a one on her list, don't expect her to do what you need done. You have to explain to her, babe, I really need the best way you can prove your love to me is by doing this, 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 and this. She may say to you, well, babe, the best way you can show your love for me is I need you to tell me I love you every day when you get up. And every night before you go to sleep. Now you start to bridge the gap. You're going to find a medium ground somewhere in there. So. Yep. So. Hey, Cold Queen, you got to have me come on your podcast. Yes, sir. So I hope y'all got some up out of it tonight. I went a little early tonight. I just did a pop-up podcast. I'd like to thank anybody that's listening to this podcast online. I appreciate y'all. If Again, if you want to join the ABS tribe, go to abscoach.life. If you want to call me or text me about any product or service that I have, you can call me at 219-299-49. If you're watching this on IG, go to anchor.fm forward slash Don. Or you can look on your favorite uh, podcast platform and just type in hashtag 
kind after dark. Hey, brother Hashim, man, I told you I'm up in this thing, man. Brother Ben said, come on with your podcast, and, and that's what I'm doing, boy. I got this thing cracking. Give me about two weeks, but at least give me time to be born, you know, so they might not be. I ain't never seen no good-looking baby soon as it's born. They, uh, come on now. They got to clean the stuff off the baby. They got to wipe it down now. Come on. It just came out of it just came out of a dark place. <laughs> it came out of a dark womb. It got the afterbirth it's dealing with and all that. Don't even know how to breathe yet. Head, look, head is all wrinkled from coming through that tight spot. That's why the baby be so tired when it's born. Cause it's like, man, do you know what I just went through? I was hanging in this thing upside down, coming out head first. Then I had to get pushed out. But this no nothing. Know what I'm talking about? I had to be pushed out. In between, my skull had to go in so I could come through this opening. I was living in water my whole life. I've been living in water. Then all of a sudden, somebody bust the bag, and now everybody had to abandon ship. And next thing I know, I'm in the world of light, life, colors, people touching on me. I ain't never had no hand. Do you know what that's like to have some hands touching on you and you ain't never been touched in your whole life? This is what the baby would say to you if it could talk. It would say, man, look, I need to go to sleep because y'all tripping right now. Baby seeing color for the first time. Give the baby time to grow. But they say a child learns more in the first three years of his life than many babies learn their whole life. So I like to thank y'all for this uh, kind pop-up, kind after dark, man, podcast is going. Y'all work with me. It's going to get greater later. I appreciate every one of y'all. Hustle the Corporate, Cold Queen, uh, Jonah J, Medicinal or Nothing, Black Majesty, the whole nine, and my guest, my surprise pop-up guest, Brother Hashim Redeem Hakeem. Brother Salim 500, man, I see y'all. I see y'all next time. I'm out of here. Yiddick.